This is the American Artson Podcast, where our goal is to spark creativity. Whether you're a musician, an artist, a writer, or an entrepreneur, we're here to provide you with tools, tips, and insight from professionals and creatives that you can use to inform and inspire your own journey. Hey guys, so today we have Mason and Cullen from uh, the Black Sheep Podcast, also partnered with HM Magazine, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with. Um, They've done countless interviews on their podcast with some pretty incredible artists of all sizes, local and and mainstream artists that you've heard of. Um, We get into a lot of stuff. Yeah, this was a a really, really fun one. And um, they have Obviously, as you, you can probably imagine, uh, a lot of really cool stories, um, and uh, I think they could provide a little bit of inspiration for uh, anybody who's looking to kind of kickstart their creative project to the next level. And uh, even though the this is not a musical guest, you'll all be very happy to know that we still managed to get a tour story of sorts out of them, and uh, it is <laughs> it one might that... be the the be- one of the more interesting ones yeah it's, had yet. it's one that you won't want to miss um and <laughs> that's I, i'm not gonna say any more about it <laughs> that's that's a very uh accurate assessment um yeah. now we we it's it ends up being quite hilarious so make sure you stay till the end um in the meantime uh if you're watching this on youtube go ahead and give the video a like and hit the subscribe button right below the video um also make sure to check out their links to their podcast and socials etc uh right below in the description as well uh those likes and subscribes help us know what content you're liking it also helps us be able to get some more of these videos and podcasts out to you guys if you're listening on the other platforms as well spotify apple podcasts all that stuff um make sure to give it a follow um as in that does the same thing for us and and we appreciate all the support throughout this year um and we're ready to keep churning out these podcasts for you so also let us know if there's anyone you want to see on we'd love to talk to them uh and have a good time sharing some crazy uh tour stories involving seagulls and bathroom mishaps (laughs) so uh yeah here's mason and cullen all right so guys today we have mason and cullen from uh the black sheep podcast um and if you didn't see uh a couple months ago we actually appeared on on their podcast uh it was a great episode um well, their their recent guests have been really interesting and made for some great content too so make sure to go check that out but when we appeared on their podcast um at the end of the podcast we let you guys know about this really killer product that we've been pushing in um in stores uh over the past year or so uh so evan i don't know if you want to remind people about uh i do what we what we partnered up with them on yeah in fact i spend most of my day wanting to remind people about this um and sometimes i just tell strangers that walk by by me but yeah everybody knows it's tough times for live musicians right now and so we've gotten creative and we've partnered with uh toads cream chip beef corned beef hash combo cans which you can pick up in your local supermarket and it's it's half and half it's a half a half a can of cream chip beef and half a can of corned beef hash and you know um you can it's it's a great it's the perfect pandemic uh canned food because it's 
it's a way to stay connected. You can, you can eat half of it. First of all, it keeps really well, but you can eat the half that you like if that's the cream chip beef or the corned beef hash half. And then you can send it along to a friend either via the US mail and it'll probably arrive about three and a half to four weeks later. Uh, or you can drop it on their doorstep for contact free delivery and they can eat the other half. So basically- You're uh, not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so we put this out there on, on your podcast and um, we've had some really great feedback, but we just wanted to know if either of you guys had had a chance to, to sample this fine culinary masterpiece that uh, that we've got in stores right now oh my god it has ruined all of my new year's resolution goals it is just <laughs> we totally are we're them. only a weekend to the to 2021 <laughs> it's good to hear that it's already spoiled things well sorry but not sorry because hopefully it it was ruined in an enjoyable way <laughs> oh absolutely i don't regret it at all but it has ruined those goals so are we talking about a dip did we did we have it straight did you uh sprinkle it okay, over so, so here's, here's chips, my or? problem I think you asked the perfect question. Did I have it straight? No, you specifically said it was only the dented cans, right? <laughs> That's so true. So I got one that did not come out straight. So definitely I was eating it kind of dented. Well, we had, to, we had to save money somehow. So when we went to buy the back stock, we bought all the dented cans, but they taste just as good as they the non-dented cans, um, as long as you but, didn't get one that punctured. So yeah i i like to i like to um actually put it on donuts is that weird oh that is extremely extremely weird <laughs> yeah i was trying i was trying to push the boundaries of what this uh the, what this miracle mystery thing could could uh yeah could do yeah and, not and, even and his dog was best on donuts, not even his dogs wow i mean i know some people have really picky dogs but <laughs> i would My say won't touch it. i mean if we had to be honest better than spam worse than chili right if we're kind of in that um, middle. <laughs> well, you see, I, you know, I really want to help you guys out with your promotion, but I am a, a, a spam um, lover. Oh wow! Of, 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 the, of the next degree. I don't think I've ever. I mean, I, I I eat it at least once a week. <laughs> oh man, it, it, <laughs> that seems like it might be a joke, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know where we're being serious and where we're not. <laughs> So in the spirit of honesty, uh, we have some news for you guys. And any of you that actually bought this whole thing probably need to reevaluate how much truth you put in your uh, culinary podcast knowledge because uh, yeah. it has all been fake. Um, and we're sorry. We're no, we know we're probably going to be trending on Twitter. Uh, and this is going to cause some massive controversy over the lies we've been spreading. Yeah, about Cause there's nothing else going on in the world today. So I was just going to say hash, uh, cans <laughs> over the past half a year, but, um, you know, we're sorry it, we, we duped you, but, um, uh, I did hear that, that that was what was thrown through the Capitol windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing the dented cans <laughs> cheaper than bricks. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I will say, Jesse, to their credit, to your uh, listeners' credit, it wasn't like there was a Snopes article about it. So it, right, you know, that's a good point. Uh, how much they could have fact checked about it, you know, it's kind of a little. Different. Well, we wanted to start very with true. this because we were very curious. You know, we kind of have our feature that people know us that we're kind of used to, and we'll get to this at the end of the episode. But you know, talking about kind of funny, crazy, self-deprecating, disastrous like stories about live music, and you guys told us uh, right before the podcast started that your thing is is kind of like having somebody pitch something that may or may not actually exist so we were wondering a how did you get the idea for that 
and and B, what are some of the crazier things that you've ever had people try to pitch? <laughs> uh, well, yours, your guys is definitely the craziest. Uh, it kind of, I think it came to me. It still uh, takes before. the can. <laughs> yeah, it still takes it takes the, the can. can. That's, right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it came to me like real quick because I was just like tired because no one ever wants to listen to the plugs. Right. Uh, okay. The, Good point. The so they're like, all right, yeah, okay, I'll go find it. Right. Right. So. I figured if we just add like some dumb thing to it. Right. Okay. That gets people like, wait, what did they just say? Did they say <laughs> that they were doing this? Um, then people get like super interested and maybe they'll actually listen to the plugs. So, and plus it's funny. Yeah. It's entertaining. We've had some really good ones. Again, yours certainly takes a can. <laughs> I will say though, our last episode that just came out yesterday. Okay. Uh, so January 5th, I don't know when this is coming out, but January 5th, um, we did an episode with the Oh Hellos, which, you know, if you're in the folk world at all, you definitely know of that band. But they, uh, anyway, they, they did a pitch where they were, ma- <laughs> they were supposedly making music for this HGTV show uh, of like haunted houses. <laughs> and they just ran with it so well. It was so, sort of similar to your, like you guys, like Evan, you just kind of just ran with it. Like, I don't know how the idea, and then you both just went with it. It was great. Uh, and that's exactly how Maggie and Tyler did it. it awesome. So great to hear. I mean, you and couldn't so. tell, you couldn't tell if they were serious or joking. Right. And I was just, just like with yours, I was like trying to hold back my laugh. So it wasn't coming through <laughs> on, the, on the mic. <laughs> now, have you guys ever gotten any feedback from people that thought that the thing was real or, or any feedback on that on those segments, not ours in particular, but in general or I think in general, most people are just too embarrassed to, if they do fall for it, I think they're either too embarrassed that they fell for it right. or they're like, there's no way that that's real. Right. That must be. Real. So either they get the joke or they're too embarrassed to see if it is a joke. Yeah. Okay. I think. That makes so, sense. No, we haven't gotten anything specifically. <laughs> it's a nice bit of flavor that you guys had in and I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was, yeah. Quite as good as the flavor from those wonderful cans. Yeah. Though. The dented cans, man. You just can't beat it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose that's a natural segue to kind of, um, you know, introduce what you guys do. So for, for people who maybe haven't heard the show before, um, because I think probably uh, every white dude between the ages of 23 and 38 who lives in the United States during the pandemic right now has a podcast. So you guys, yeah, you guys want to tell people That's what you're all going to want to tell people what you're all about. Yeah. So uh, like uh, you all said before, we host a podcast called the Black Sheep Podcast. Uh, and it's sort of taken on a few different iterations over the years, but uh, over the last year, we have been interviewing different bands, mainly from the sort of face down, tooth and nail scene, uh, some that are current bands, some of the uh, uh, were bands at one point uh, in that scene. Uh, but, you know, we have interviewed a number of other artists too, like, you know, I mentioned we just interviewed the Oh Hellos, but I would say the vast majority of the bands that we've been chatting with um, come from that tooth and nail and face down scene, which is exactly the scene that Cullen and I grew up with. We, cool. Our friendship really is sort of glued by the face down and tooth and nail scene. And so to be able to chat with a lot of people who we really respect, but not only just respect, but some of the people who are legitimately heroes of ours has just been like kind of a dream come true. So uh, yeah, we kind of chat with these bands about kind of their history, their legacy, any new things that they're, they're up to uh, about faith. If you know, they're a band of faith and, and all of those sort of different things. So uh, we love kind of getting into those, some heavier topics about their music. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's just been an absolute joy to, to chat with them about it. Well, that was one thing that uh, we, you mentioned, and either of you guys can kind of pitch in on this, like the the range of artists too that you guys 
have interviewed is is wild. I mean, you have you know one moment you have little American Arson on, and then like the next moment you're having Craig Mabbitt or Guar or you know whoever <laughs> pop on the podcast. Like you guys, like it, it's both in in notoriety and you know. It's, like you said, you know, maybe primarily in that tooth and nail and face down scene, but also being able to kind of step outside that too uh, occasionally. What's what's that been like? And was was that something that was done kind of purposefully to kind of diversify or was that just kind of by chance? Uh, well, Mason and I definitely have an, an, an eclectic taste of music, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we listen to everything. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. It just so happens that, you know, like probably our deepest roots are in kind of the, uh, the more hardcore metal rock scene. Yeah. Um, and so that, that tends to be like the, the vast majority of people that we, that we like to interview. But uh, I mean, we just had a, fo- a folk band on and, yeah. uh, and we love them as well. Uh, and that's kind of how Mason yeah. and I's journey has been. So we're, we're not, we're just trying to kind of stay true to ourselves with, you know, bands we like, we're not going to have on bands that we're not like huge fans of. Right. Um, <laughs> We've made that pretty clear. Um, cool. But we, we also have to definitely thank HM Magazine because they, they help us or they help hook us up with some of these artists that like we never would have dreamed of. Like Sonny Sandoval from POD was yeah, uh, just uh, an, an wow. amazing, amazing thing to be able to, to get to talk to him. And uh, we definitely would not have been able to do that without um, without HM Magazine and the partnership that we have with them. So yeah. Uh, now, big shout out. is that something that, uh, like, how, you know, how did that, how did that come about? Did you guys pitch it to them? They come to you or how did that work? Yeah. Do you want um, me to tell you a story, Colin? Yeah. Kind yeah. of a fun one. Um, yeah. So like I mentioned, Colin and I have been doing this podcast for a while and it, it again, took a number of different iterations, uh, but sort of this last iteration and probably will be remain the, the, on, the final iteration of the podcast is uh yeah we started interviewing a number of these bands and what sometime last year around this time last year i would say we really kind of leaned more into uh interviewing different artists and one thing that we noticed especially you know when we would interview a band like earth groans from solid state or we got somehow connected to andy atkins from a plea for purging yeah cool we had those sort of yeah, yeah so we were doing some of those interviews and we noticed that people were listening to those ones versus the the more kind of talk oriented uh, episodes that that were just between Colin and I okay. we were just talking about whatever and so we were like well maybe we really need to focus more in on that and we really enjoyed doing those interviews and so we kind of were like let's let's kind of focus more in on that and so we were kind of, based on my own like personal connections Colin's own personal connections we were just trying to make these things happen uh, as much as we could and typically we're only getting about one episode a month just based on again we it's not like we were ourselves musicians that were in that scene we were just simply fans so we didn't really have a ton of personal connections with a lot of these bands and artists uh, but at one point, I would say it was sometime in like July or August, uh, but I have a friend that writes for HM Magazine. And I, again, Colin and I grew up reading HM Magazine. And yeah, I had this friend kind of reached out, noticed that we were doing some of these interviews with these artists that HM had cl- traditionally and historically been covering. And he just said something along the lines of, I think, like, hey, if you'd be interested in interviewing our owner, at some point that would be great oh cool and we were like oh that would be awesome we'd love to interview the owner and but 
I don't know what it, I don't know if it was their idea or if it was my idea. So, somebody had an idea of like, well, let's make it more than an interview. Like, let's see if there's actually something here. Um, and so that's kind of how that whole partnership happened is let's, you know, let, let's make this thing happen. And so uh, the kind of the logistics worked out really perfectly. They were looking for a podcast uh, to, to have. Uh, we were looking for some sort of better connections with all of this uh, kind of music world that we were uh, interested in interviewing. Yeah. And so they had the connections, we had the podcast and all the logistics worked out really well. And so they were like, well, we'll just continue throwing musicians at you and you keep interviewing them and putting episodes out. And we were like, great, that's exactly all we could ask for. And so it just worked out really perfectly. It's done really, really well. Um, I was, I was just texting, texting Colin this last night, but, uh, again, we had this episode with, Oh, hellos come out and it like tripled our previous number of downloads that we had before. Wow. So like, it's just done really well for us. And we, we've just been really excited about that partnership and, uh, HM seems to be really excited about it too. And I think like the part that's so weird about it is like Mason and I are going on our fifth year of doing podcasts. Oh, wow. We've been doing this forever. Uh, but basically as soon as like, we kind of like figured out that this is the thing we want to do, uh, in terms of interviewing artists and things like that and, and, and creatives that we really like, we just said, all right, we're, we're saying goodbye to the past and we're deleting all those old episodes and we're, we're going to kind of start afresh. And, uh, so if you were a fan of ours, I don't know if, if there's a ton of fans of ours from way back when, but, uh, sorry that you lost all those old episodes, but you did. They weren't wow. that good anyway. <laughs> was, was that? Was that difficult to do? Uh, it's a good question. It you was know, for me it was a little bit more, I guess. Yeah, I do kind of all the the tech stuff on it. And so, you know, I'm publishing and everything. And yeah. there was at one point, you know, I was kind of flipping through all of those really old episodes. And I was kind of <laughs> listening through. And more than anything, it was kind of nostalgic of like us yeah. young novice didn't had any we had no idea what we were doing mm -hmm. uh and just hearing the audio quality just absolutely shitty and like all of that was just really fun to kind of go back to and it's like oh it's one of those things where you kind of shed a tear it's like you know moving away from like a house that you grew up in or whatever it's yeah like, uh, well, these were my humble beginnings uh and you're kind of saying goodbye to it but it's because there's bigger and better things out there and so yeah it does kind yeah. of feel like we've restarted it almost feels like we're in our first year of doing this podcast even though really again does. we've been doing this for a while uh <laughs> yeah. but it really does sort of feel like we're in our first year um and we kind of sort of have transitioned our podcast into feeling as if it's that it's crazy mm -hmm. because i think that's something that comes up in the music world a lot too um you know i mean it, it, it's even it you know it's basically a meme at this point of the the fans kind of uh want to hear the older stuff and a lot of times the bands are ready to move on from it and and our mm -hmm. podcast when we started it we we wanted to um connect with creatives of all different types and it's mostly slanted towards the music world just because that's the world that we happen to be in um and so i it, it's funny because i i can really i mean i bet you guys have a lot of kindred spirits in the music world who would look back and say Oh man, if I could go back on to Spotify and delete some of that stuff that we started as, and you, you know, I mean, some of it, it's some of it, it's maybe a band. I, I think now, um, because we're living in an era where you don't have to tour, you know, 300 days out of year to continue to be a band, you've got yeah. bands, more and more bands that are hanging around for a longer and longer time. And some of them are looking back and thinking like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the, these songs that, you know, I wrote when I was 18 or 19 or whatever. So I think that's something that all of us kind of experience in the, in the creative world and, and kind of go through, but there's also, there's something just like liberating about that, 
that fresh start and saying like, no, this is the starting point and everything from, from here on out has, you know, this level of, of quality. I don't know if that's something that you guys felt, but, um, I, I mean, it, it kind of sounds like you're trying to pad yourself for a solo career. <laughs> no, 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 but there, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Jesse. <laughs> I know it, yeah. Oh my gosh. No, because actually I started American Arson before Jesse was around. And when I look back, uh, right, he tried two, it, he couldn't do it. <laughs> he needs, <laughs> vocalists, vocalists, front vocalists think they can do it on their own, but then they realize they need their drummers to hold everything together. Yeah. Well, I kept running out of batteries on my drum machine. So I, needed to figure <laughs> something that could keep going after that but but i mean no I mean, i'll look back at the first uh i mean i guess i like the first american arson ep but the second one tried to kind of go in like an acoustic direction and like there's i mean it, it's it's still up for posterity and everything but i think you know looking back it's it's it was an experiment. It was something that I decided we probably wouldn't go in that direction again. And then when Jesse came into the band, we were both kind of in agreement in the, about the direction that we wanted to go. So it wasn't really something that we explored again. But there is there is sort of that kind of like lingering in the back of your mind, like, man, if a new person comes and they we, just so happen to click on something from that EP <laughs> first, like, well, they might be out of here uh, before they really get to hear like what we think is our best stuff. So, yeah. That's gotta be just so scary. I mean, imagine if like, if your yearbooks are just hanging out. Yeah, and, uh, if my yearbook's like, like, on like Spotify. Your, like, you keep your, yeah, <laughs> like imagine like if you had like your yearbook in like on a business card. Every time you give out your business card, you're, you're also handing off your yearbook yeah. to, uh, to anyone you meet, any, anyone you don't meet. It's just hanging out up <laughs> there. That, to me, like that, that's one of the things about musicians that I find absolutely uh endearing because it's such a that's such a hard on your sleeve type thing and i know like musicians kind of move in that direction to start with but that that's just such a tough uh thing to get over in my <laughs> mind that's why i love going through your facebook photos colin <laughs> you go really far back it's kind of the same and, uh, thing i mean you and you, you know there's first ep kind of photo right 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 yeah and there's people that go back and delete the old ones you know because they don't feel I've, like that's i've done anymore. that a couple of times yeah. I, I there's been a couple of times i like scrolled back i i think i do it like every year or two now where like i scroll back and i'll see something from a couple few years ago and i'm just like god why jesse why <laughs> and i just like i try and scroll back up to the top of the page and forget it but then i'm like laying in bed at three in the morning with that image burning in my mind and i just can't get it up my head and i'm like nope gotta gotta start over. that's i roll into work exhausted the next morning and they're like what you feeling all right yeah just you you know just, just life <laughs> oh, I hit me. so I, <laughs> so i guess kind of uh, like diving a little bit deeper into the podcast and and the people that you guys are are able to talk to um something that jesse and i had talked about and and i don't know if it's ever been expressly stated or if this is something that's been told to or you know talked about with you guys or whatever but many people who are familiar with hm you know for for those of us that have kind of followed it for a while um, you always kind of wonder, you guys, uh, you have this coverage of pretty much all heavy music, but there's this maybe extra bit of focus 
on bands that are sort of, I don't even know how to define it, I guess in the Christian market, some of them would call themselves yep. Christian bands. Some of them would say, don't put that label on us. Some of them would, right. you know, move in and Be out the of exact it. exact opposite. Right. Uh, yeah. Some of them would say, yes, please put that label on us and we're going to play know, Guar, church, Guar is so. pretty Christian. Right, right, right. <laughs> so um, I guess we were, we were curious about, um, you know, is that, is that an explicit, um, you know, in, intentional thing to kind of, meld the two together or uh, you know how i guess is, is that is there any sort of directive that you guys have gotten with the podcast or how does that work well let me just first say we're not a christian podcast we're christians in a podcast so. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> see well, even you're not was... in a band and you can still claim the oldest <laughs> oldest line and <laughs> i i told evan like that one of the the like even you know in your guys's podcast as i see all the guests you guys have on it's it's really kind of staying true to this but like you know i you know grew up even i'm a little younger and i grew up even you know getting the original hm issues and stuff like that and they were a huge played a huge part in me finding out about some of those bands in more of the mainstream market growing up as a church kid and being into heavy music and then having this magazine that kind of had a foot in both worlds per se um and i think it's been really cool to see uh how you guys with your podcast have been able to you know do that as well you're like you said you have have a lot of people on from that tooth and nail scene but then you have an artist like guar on or someone um and which is equally as interesting and, and and if not more so like is really cool to see um so I just curious about that too and what what that's been like for you guys to explore and everything. Yeah, I think it's a really good question. When we when we got in involved with HM, uh David Stay, the guy who runs HM, he he basically just said you guys do whatever you want. Like I don't care who you guys have on. Like you, you guys do your thing. You guys have been doing this for a while. What do you think? So we have had zero directive from HM. Um it really is just kind of bands that we're interested in. I mean it's bands that we find we, we really like bands that like to push the envelope and have something interesting to say. And it's not fluff. It's not just, um, <clears throat> you know, the typical things that you'll, you'll always see from, from scenes or, or from, uh, yeah. from anything like that. Uh, and lots of bands have drama and sometimes <laughs> we have to some, actually there was this one time we've been censored by, uh, um, a band we won't we, we, it'll go unnamed for right now the uh, we where you censored. mean like they asked you afterwards to like delete something or uh beforehand. no oh beforehand. Promo- yeah beforehand like there was like uh, all of a sudden like right beforehand there's a list of things we couldn't talk about oh wow and it's, like, all the things we were going to talk about of course and yeah then their promoter got on or our manager or whoever got on the zoom call with us and was like listening in and like giving us like you have five minutes left. You have Whoa. 10 minutes. And we're like, what the heck is this? We don't like this. We're never doing this again. We're right. making sure this never happens again. So like we want to stay true to trying to understand the artist's mind, trying to understand the artist's creative or creativity. We're not interested in trying to um, you know, censor anything or, right. or anything like that. So, well, I think um, that it, it's definitely true that there is authenticity both inside and outside of the, you know, whatever you want to call it, Christian market, faith-based, whatever you want to call it. And, and, and you know, for, from our experience um, playing at both, you know, playing in, in both markets, um, 
it really there there's no like delineation where you're going to find more authenticity here or more authenticity there. there's people faking it everywhere there's people faking it yeah. uh you know in the church there's people faking it in in the in the punk scene there's people faking it everywhere and yeah. Uh, yeah i would have to imagine especially as a podcaster you guys are talking about where you, you you are doing this whole thing so that you can dive into the deeper side of artists that you really appreciate and then to have somebody come on and say essentially like nah here's the version that you're gonna put forth i mean that must have been extremely frustrating yeah and, and you could tell like as soon as we started pushing the envelope a little bit that's when like you have 15 minutes left like flashed on our screen i mean it's stuff like that like we really want to avoid that like we want authenticity that's what that's what our listeners crave i mean that's what that's what fans want. Yeah. Um, I think the authentic music is big. I think people, I, I honestly, I don't even think people realize it. I think that there is as humans, we have this natural hunger and thirst for authenticity and that we have, that we're drawn towards authentic things. And we're also drawn towards the cheap and, and the, you know, those kind of things as well. But I think deep down, you know, we were, you know, and I'm obviously getting a little bit heavy here, but I think that we were creative to created to seek authenticity in everything. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I can imagine because, you know, like I said before, we have all types of creatives on this show, but a lot of times musicians, but I definitely consider, you know, what you guys do as a, as totally a, a creative outlet, um, you know, looking for ways to bring out um the stories and uh mindsets and like all these things that go into these um these artists you know either live shows or, or albums or whatever it happens to be you know people like you allow us to kind of share that next level of you know i mean not every band has a podcast where they can get on and say like hey this is this is what we meant by this when we said this and let us clarify this and you're certainly not going to get on the stage uh and and do that because then your time's going to be up really really fast or somebody's going to yell either shut up and rock or play Freebird. and uh so we definitely appreciate you guys kind of pushing for that uh, for the authentic because that's something that we've committed to as a band um, and, and, you know, we've kind of always gravitated towards other people that, uh, that, that feel the same way. So I don't know if there's a question in that. It's just, no, no, you I, on the back, I, got I, guess. I guess where we can go with this. We're, we're, we're also podcasters. Right. You know so I totally agree with you. And I would say for Mason and I, one of our biggest heroes, um, or band heroes, I should say growing up was the chariot. Okay. Um, and we both like, we both listened to that first album. And we were like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, It's good. I don't know if I love it. Yeah. And then the chariot started coming out with all these videos and they were just absolutely insane. It was all tour life videos yep. and it was just them just doing stupid stuff all around the country in their van, shooting off fireworks inside their van <laughs> and um, dancing with homeless people and giving hot sauce to seagulls. And we were like, Oh my gosh, they're just like us. Yeah. And so Mason and I, from that, like all of a sudden the chariot became like this thing. We're not only like we were interested in the band themselves, but we were interested in what they had to say Yeah. on top of that. And it, 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 it created a connection that was way more deep or was, was way deeper and much more, uh, I would say 3d. Um, yeah. you know, it, it's not just like this two dimensional, like, Oh, that's good music. Mm -hmm. It's also good music. It's also a good message. It's also, um, the fact that they're real people 
behind there and it, they don't feel like gods anymore or mm-hmm. they don't feel like the untouchable anymore. They feel like people were interested in and that it's just real. It's authentic. Like you're talking about. So. Yeah. I think if there's any goal that we have to the podcast, it's really to reveal the human behind the music. Uh, and yeah, I, I think Cullen hit the nail on the head on that of uh, the kind of questions, the kind of conversations that we're wanting to have with, again, people who are heroes or people who we've been listening to for many, many years. We really want to get to know who they are. Uh, and we want to share that with uh, with the rest of the world. And so um, I think there's a lot of us who grew up fans of these bands and who grew up fans of this scene. Yeah. And they really want to know who are the people that were behind the music that they grew up and love. And that's exactly, uh, those are the exact kind of conversations we're really hoping to share in, in the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we started this whole thing. Um, we had been talking, uh, you know, about different ideas even before COVID came along. Um, we had started this whole thing and, and one of my just like deepest kind of questions was just sort of to dive into the creative process of, of everybody else. And, and I don't know how much we've really shared this. I know, um, Jesse talked about it a little bit on another podcast, but I got really, really deep into some nasty writer's block before, um, we went into record a line in the sand and we had to push the recording back two different times because I just couldn't come up with anything. And, you know, I felt a lot of guilt, um, you know, towards the label, towards Jesse. I mean, not, not that Jesse isn't involved in the songwriting. He's, he's very involved, but you know, I kind of come with that root idea. Um, and, and, you know, for me, one of the things that I was just so interested in was getting to talk to other creative people and getting into their process. And I think that something that we've discovered so far from doing this is, man, I don't know that we've talked to a single inauthentic person yet. And it's, there's no, there's no, um, like consistent, uh, there's no consistent thing across, um, all of these people other than the fact that they're all trying to be real. It's not like everybody is the person that wakes up at 7 a.m. and really gets on their grind and makes sure that their creative juices are flowing or everybody is the person that, you know, reads a thousand pages of whatever literature and then that inspires their lyrics. Like people are all over the map. There's no uniformed way, perfect way for, you know, everyone to to be their authentic selves or to be like same uh one of my favorite um mental health advocates and writers was just posted a a huge write-up on this of like you know like not everyone is the person who is going to be at their 100% best uh, mentally by getting up at four in the morning and going to the gym for three hours and and being like yeah 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 as you get down um but like that may work for some people maybe that's some people's way of finding peace or jogging their creativity and and that's awesome maybe for some people they have a a crazy busy job or you know home life uh and and their way to get their creative juices juices flowing and and kind of just be themselves is to get home in that free time and just pop down on the couch and zero out and play some video games or watch Netflix or podcast or, or whatever it is, you know? Um, And I think 
like you guys said, and you guys do a really good job about of of bringing that authenticity out of your guests is, um, it, and it's really cool to see because it, it's, um, it, it's something like you said. You you mentioned there with the cherry. I remember watching a couple under of the under of DVDs back in the day. Yes, and oh, I yeah. remember. Oh my god! I remember specifically Stoll, one scene. I I, <laughs> oh, I remember man, specifically deep. one scene that sticks with me to this day and there was a scene on one of their their dvds of them doing the gallon challenge in a parking lot and and uh, (laughs) and i remember seeing that and just being like this is awesome like i want to go on tour and drink a gallon of milk and throw up in a walmart parking lot like 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 (laughs) such a high goal for yourself (laughs) so i mean and i can't say we haven't i mean it's you know probably ate a few too many tacos from taco bell in a walmart parking lot a couple times but you know like but but really that is like the kind of thing that would take certain bands to that next level for me is seeing that that deeper side of humanity to them and and what they're all about in their day-to-day lives or you know what what they the lives they live outside of just what we see on stage I think that's what was so unique about the tooth and nail and face down scene was you had so many of those kind of characters who were really legitimately real people, whether it's a band that's uh, dumpster divers, uh, yet at the same time, they're like the most philosophical band you've ever heard. Uh, Or like, you know, we've been talking about uh, Under Oath and and The Chariot. Uh, And then, you know, a whole slew of bands like that, you know, Plea for Purging was, you know, they were doing the same kind of shit too. Like there were so many bands from that scene that really embodied that really well and uh so i think that was part of their uniqueness i think that was part of what fascinated so many of us fans by them was how real they seemed even compared to their more mainstream um peers yeah yeah that's a great observation and 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 you know i like what jesse said too about you know everybody kind of having their their own individual way that they i guess hit the grind you know and it's it's not always about yeah my favorite part of going to the gym is that I get to drink a protein shake afterwards and I like protein shakes. So like <laughs> that's the robbery flavor. Yeah. My, my brother, my brother has kind of made it more enjoyable for me because he's a fitness professional. And so he's kind of like directed me of, of what I should do. But, and, and there are days when I get up and I do that and I feel like, okay, everything is, I'm, I'm ready to go. And then there's days where I wake up and it's like 1030. I'm like, what in the world am I doing with myself? Because <laughs> I don't have a job where I have to go in, um, you know, super early in the morning or anything. And I'm, I'm self throughout the day um but i think that that is kind of something that it's it's something that creatives deal with all the time and now the whole rest of the world is being let in on this process because of the the pandemic where we're where a lot of people are at home yeah. there maybe some of them are working from home um you know many people are working from home um, but having to set their own schedule, having to find their own motivation without, you know, a boss staring over their shoulder and saying, like, are you doing this or are you doing that? Or, or you know, without the the other people kind of peer pressuring them into doing their work or, or not doing their work, whatever it happens to be. But I was just wondering if that's something that you guys have found, um, obviously, since you focus on music and, and bands. And I think that the the best part for all of us of of music is getting to go and see it live has that been different for you guys since this has started do you find yourself kind of just asking the same like 
you know, so what are you doing during the pandemic questions or, or have you, have you found ways to kind of shake things up and not kind of get stuck in that rut? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, we were definitely asking that question a lot early on. Um, but now we're kind of taking it as a given and we're, instead of asking, Oh, how are things doing? How, 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 what is it like re, you know, releasing a record during the pandemic? Right. Now we're asking <laughs> more questions like, you know, how has this pandemic actually affected you? You know, what, what's your mental health at th throughout this? Do you feel like, um, do you feel like your, uh, your writing style is, is, is taking a hit or do you think it's getting better? Or do you think that, um, do you, do you just feel like you can't feel anything? Cause for me, like I personally, like at times I'm just yeah. like, man, it just, it feels hard to feel anything cause there's just so much going on. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to almost like compare notes. Like, Hey, what are you feeling? Um, and, and that's really all it is. Uh, I don't know what Mason, uh, Mason, how do you feel about that? I, I guess that's not a question I've ever asked you. Yeah. I think other than the fact that it just feels so um, over asked at this point, yeah. I think everybody's yeah. sort of asking that uh, question. Uh, it almost, you know, feels like, you know, when a college kid gets back home, like, well, how, how was the semester or like, what are your grades or whatever? It's like, I, right. I don't, that's, that's not the question I'm interested in talking about. Um, right, yeah. And I, I think most people are in general, like, how are you doing the uh, pandemic uh, question? People are just not interested. But yeah, I think that kind of those deeper questions about how the pandemic has affected their lives um, and it, more broadly, I think are really interesting to them. It allows them to Maybe, maybe that's the first time they've been asked that or have asked that of themselves. And so I think those questions tend to be a little bit better um, and reveal, again, a little bit more of the human uh, yeah. in, behind the music. And uh, yeah, so I think those are a little bit more interesting just because of how they reveal that um, humanity behind, the, behind that music that we have all loved. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I guess since we're talking about humanity and and like just being authentic and just kind of circling around that, obviously, um, you know, with with HM's kind of bent and with some of the bands that you guys have interviewed being in that kind of face down tooth and nail world and you guys not being afraid to ask real, you know, authentic questions, um, you know, what is it like discussing, you know, the faith aspect of bands that um there it's it's so every band's approach is so different because some of them they're like oh, we want to dip a toe in that market because we want people to ask us to come and play life fest but right. we also don't want to you know lose a tour with uh you know a big mainstream band because you know everybody finds out that we are you know whatever <laughs> that we have you know that we we have one of our songs about God or something like that. So is that something that you feel like our band sometimes hesitant or reluctant to talk to it or have people kind of opened up to you guys and been more like forthcoming? Uh, from my experience, it seems like bands are usually pretty, they, they've usually got that question nailed down. They, they know what they're going to say in that situation. They know how they're going to go about it. Um, and I think that they play it a little bit. If there's ever an inauthentic moment, I think sometimes it, it comes on that question where, you know, bands kind of almost can that answer. And then okay. also what you get is sometimes you'll see that um, depending on who they're talking to, you know, they're going to shade the way that they talk a little bit differently to people like Mason and I, where they know that it's HM is a relatively um, 
HM and Black Sheep are a, a relatively faith-based market, whereas you know if they're talking to Rolling Stone, they might would say something totally different. Gotcha. Uh, but on top of that, where we really get pushback is on political questions. Oh, and this is where I've been trying to I've been trying to do this a little bit more because I feel like people are, bands are not taking strong enough stands on politics as, as of late, in my opinion. I think like you know there's there's a lot of things that you can stand against these days and punk was all about that for so long there's part of the reason why we asked it of you guys yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely and you guys and you guys knocked it out of the park and that's that's the kind of thing that i i'm honestly personally more interested in hearing about just because if if you're really trying to bring out that authenticity the faith-based question oftentimes doesn't do it wow unless unless someone has a really really uh, you know, out there belief, um, in which Mason and I will definitely jump on that because we're interested in that too. Because Mason and I have very different beliefs, and I would say ninety-five percent of the mainstream church, if, okay. if not more. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say the political question is really the question that brings out that most authentic because they don't hear those questions. Um, and bands are, are 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 like, whoa, what do I do here? Right. Kind of, uh, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. A lot of bigger like mainstream publications might be a little hesitant to yeah, kind of you bet. <laughs> side one way or the other and ask those questions. They or or may not maybe maybe it's not that they because they're bigger they're hesitant to or maybe they just don't have the freedom to really as as much as we like to think there's freedom Mm -hmm. of the press there's really not if we're being honest and yeah and at least to some extent just in that corporate in the corporate world in general you know you have to be careful about what you say where you can get in trouble um right and and so i that's that's another thing i think is really really cool about what you guys do and and i think a unique opportunity is you might have like you said the the ability to ask some of those questions that bands either don't get asked or aren't allowed to get asked Mm -hmm. in in other interviews that they might do yeah, I think in regards to the Christian, are you a Christian band question, um, I think one of the things that's helpful with between Cullen and I uh, versus maybe other podcasts or other like media publications out there uh, that typically will ask that of these kind of bands mm-hmm. is uh, I am, I just graduated from seminary. I'm going to congratulations in, master's in, in, uh, in another master's in theology. So I'm really awesome. involved. I work, I work at a seminary, so I'm very deeply involved in the religious world. And so I think one of the things that's helpful, at least just from like a skill set for me, is I'm not interested in are you a Christian band question. Super boring, uninteresting. Okay. But I know, like I, I do my homework enough to know kind of where somebody might be at within their faith. And I'm more interested in talking uh, specifically about that then. Okay. Because again, I, I have I have a lot of knowledge of where they're at and yeah. what kind of questions would be poignant questions to them, what questions might be a little bit polarizing or questions they might not want to answer uh, based on what I'll, I'll know about them. So for example, like one of the things that I found really interesting- You know how to press those buttons. <laughs> I really do. because I Because I know probably- more about their own, you know, where they're at uh, than they might. You can put them in a bucket, in a particular bucket, more more than they might be able to put themselves in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So one of the most surprising episodes for me was when we were talking with Ronnie Winters from Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. And um, like the brief kind of press release that we got from them beforehand, it was 
kind of talking about how some of their new music is talking a little bit about their faith and some of the the current like political climate and everything. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. I want to hear a little bit more about that. Um, but it became very clear as Ronnie was talking about some of them. I think we might have asked like the political question before. I don't know exactly when, but it became very clear to me. First off, Ronnie's like super evangelical. Like he's like the kind of guy where he's like, he wants you to know Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Very, very evangelical. That totally shocked me. I was not expecting that at all. And so because of that, I really wanted to press into that of, okay, you seem to be really, really uh, evangelical in your theology, a theology that I've totally departed from. Okay. But yet you still really care a lot about social issues like homophobia and racism and all these different things. Tell me about how you uh, reconcile some of the faith that you grew up with, with some of these social uh, issues that you care about that oftentimes seem to be irreconcilable within that tradition. See, that's a kind of question that Rolling Stone's not going to ask. Yeah. Uh, and so those are the things that I find really interesting. And, and maybe and doesn't have of, the knowledge to ask. Exactly. Exactly. So I think part of it is just because that's part of the world that I'm in and I know how to ask those questions. Uh, and it's also because those are the questions I'm most interested in asking. Right. That's really cool. I, I think I think something that goes along with that is that Mason and I are both like think out louders. Um, like <laughs> we think to each other out loud oftentimes by arguing with one another <laughs> and then afterwards what we like we we're like vehement with our points we're like this is what i believe and then what we'll do is we'll think back on that conversation we'll go wait uh i think i agree with him on this point and i agree <laughs> with him on this point and then mason will probably do the same thing and then the next time we talk it's like oh now we're on a little bit more of the same page and i think we kind of do the same thing with our with our guests we 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 try to be um we we try to like you know set them up where they have a a base where they can where they can talk about the things that they want to talk about but then also challenge them on them a little bit and then hopefully they go back and they think about it a little bit and they go oh oh yeah yeah well, maybe that's too weird that's guys where i actually <laughs> What's that? Me of that thing. we are yeah we are also yeah. two weird guys on a podcast too and i and i and i do think yeah that the harmony between the two you know you you don't want to both be the exact same kind of like parrot you know kind of same same <laughs> yeah. thing over and over but you do definitely want to be interested in the same things and i know that jesse and i that was something that when we first started this or we were both interested in some of the same kind of questions and and getting to the heart of some of the same kind of issues and and i think because of that we've had some really good conversations even when we didn't really know what we were doing you know we started this thing like none of us had ever you know jesse had some journalistic experience from college and doing some interviews with some bands and stuff like that but Sweet. we'd never been you know, in a, in a you know scenario where you know we're sitting here right here with these people, and you know it's all it's all coming um, off the cuff and that kind of a thing. And I think that I think, but but it, that kind of comes full circle back to the authenticity piece, where where if you are really trying to like you were just talking about Mason to to strike at the heart of an issue and really find out like what does this person believe and feel and how is that influencing their art that they're putting out there and how is that influencing who they are on a daily basis how is it influencing how they are making it through this pandemic um that's something that connects with people and 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 in that way we can be totally fine with the fact that if like 23 people you know listen to this podcast or, or watch it on youtube or whatever we can say like man I, I bet you for those 23 people um that 
they got something out of this and, and that it made their day a little bit better. And that's the attitude that Jesse and I have always taken to the stage is, you know, we talk about it all the time, five or 500. If five people show up there, we're going to give them every single thing we got and we better walk off the stage, you know, going deaf and, and, and uh, sweating to death and bleeding from our knuckles and everything like that. Because those well, five I wear in ears for a reason. Right. <laughs> so Jesse, so I'm going <laughs> deaf and <laughs> all of the other stuff applies, but yeah, Jesse, Jesse and I both have like a sweating competition at the end of the show for who can, <laughs> who can, who can ring out their shirt into the most number of, of gallon jugs. And that's the person. That's really <laughs> why we don't and show the up. The other to person them has merch. to drink it. Right. <laughs> Oh yeah. man, yeah. They, the they, loser, <laughs> the loser, the person that sweated the least has to drink. Yeah, it. that would be honestly, that would be something. That's in a one classic of those, cornerstone. I was just about to say, yeah, something yeah. one of those chariot videos. But <laughs> oh man, well, hey, one of the things that we have been kind of talking to people about, um, because uh, we are all very much missing live music, and um, for those of us who who go out on the road and tour, we're missing traveling that, in but, general. Yeah, tra traveling, getting out there, uh, going to shows, you know, as much as we love playing shows, we love going to shows as well. Um, and so we've been asking all of our, our guests who kind of have a background in the musical um, side of things about that. But we have some some info that you guys might have a very good kind of live music story for us that might make us all nostalgic for it and, and, and ready for it to come back. So um yeah. would you care to we share that with so us many <laughs> I, we, have, we have a ton but i There's heard there might be a one, one special one <laughs> there is one very special one okay. mainly because it was it was a it was over the course of a number of days um okay i already uh, like you where this to is say going. it or do you, want me, do you want me to go through it mason or do you yeah i don't to... even know which one you're gonna bring up oh, we're, i was gonna do the 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 colorado trip one. Oh, sure great Okay. <laughs> He's like, what so, did I do? I thought I thought you were for sure on the same page with me. I thought you thought that you knew. I had no idea. Well, if he's got another so one, many. we could do that too. Oh, yeah, let's, we gotta let's, hear yours. Yeah, too. let's knock this one out for sure. Uh so th th this is more of a story about friendship that's that's related all around music. Okay. So Mason and I are big fans of a band called The National. Uh kind of a you know, I guess they just did a song with Taylor Swift, so maybe they're not necessarily indie anymore. But they were—they were, they were um, definitely in. I would have called them indie for. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we went to go see them, I guess that they were kind of like on the edge of indie. Yeah. So uh, we were going to go see them at Red Rocks out in, Cal Ooh, out in Colorado. Yeah, we got um, a chance to go there, not to play there oh, or see anybody there, but place. just go there. So. <laughs> oh, just just it's yeah, even just cool to just out. to go see. Yeah, yeah. Just sit in the stands by ourselves. Yeah, yeah. It, it's totally worth it to do that for sure. I would I would do that in a heartbeat. So we're, we're heading out to, we live in South Dakota, or I live in South Dakota. Mason lives in Minneapolis now. But at the time, we were both in South Dakota. And, uh, you know, we're making the trip. It's like a, almost a 10-hour trip. And uh, halfway, almost the exact halfway point, the car that I uh, was still making payments on, the engine blows up. Oh, and We've been there. I mean, we're, we're pretty much SOL. And uh, I think we're under, I was under 24 or 25 or whatever it is. Uh, at the time. So I couldn't rent a car either. Uh, so basically what happened is we had our, my car towed to the nearest town, which was North Platte, Nebraska. And <laughs> Good old North, North Platte. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little, literally the middle of nowhere. Right. <laughs> and uh, you know, out there on I-80, I'm sure you guys have traveled it a whole bunch. We've been I-80 a bunch of times. Yep. Yeah. That is the most desolate drive in the world. It's extremely boring. It makes Iowa seem like you're driving through the Grand Canyon. It is. The yeah, worst. It's like Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, 
we, we almost as bad as Ohio. Uh, almost as bad as Ohio. <laughs> yeah, Ohio. I don't know. There's parts of Ohio that aren't bad. No, no. That yeah, Southeast Ohio is cool, but the, the 75 South. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyways. Oh yeah. <laughs> so North Platte. So, back to North Platte. Uh, yeah, we 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 get to North Platte. Uh, my car. I just leave it at at a mechanic shop. I was like, call me and when you figure out what might be wrong with it. Right. I, I knew the engine was blown, but I didn't know how bad. Um. So we, d- we decided to get to the, uh, the airport uh, and this is before Uber and Lyft and all that stuff. So like you, we, we walked over. As if like North Platte would have Uber or Lyft. Right. Well, they might. <laughs> I bet you they do now. But anyways, we get to the airport. We try to go to the Hertz. The Hertz guy's like, no, I can't rent you a car. You're not old enough. Uh, I'm like, are you kidding me? What? So did you know, so, did you know going to the airport that you weren't old enough or you didn't even know no. that that was a thing that you couldn't? Yeah. No, I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, because people so think like 18 is a milestone, 21 is a milestone. Right. Nobody's like, what, what's the age I can rent a car again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you would think, right. right? So I called my dad. I was like, hey, dad, would you co-sign for me? And the guy behind the Hertz desk is like, no, I won't do that either. Oh. I was like, what? Yeah, because he's not like physically present or something. Yeah, because right. he wasn't oh, physically man. present. I was like, we are stranded here. I have no way to get out of here. And what ends up happening is there's this guy that overhears us. He's like in his early eighties and he's like, do you guys need a ride? <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're trying to get to Colorado. He's like, Oh, well I live, uh, I live over by McCook, Nebraska. I could give you guys, I could give you guys a ride. There's an Amtrak there and you guys could Amtrak it into Colorado oh, man. into uh, Denver. <laughs> oh, and we're man. like, well, we made it this far. Right. So we, we get in the car with this guy and this is like 120 miles South. Like this is a long trip. Like south. a three hour drive with yeah, a guy that you don't know. He could be the with a guy we don't know. Yeah. For all you know. yeah. He could, he could have been a serial killer, but he was the nicest guy in the world. Uh, if he is listening or if his grandkids are listening or <laughs> someone's listening that knows him, his name is Blake Gigax. Blake um, Gigax. I would love to send him a letter thanking him because the guy was just like the most kind gentleman. On He's earth. like one of those people that you would send a Christmas card for the rest of your life, but like that's your only form of connection. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets to uh, we get to we get to uh, um, McCook, and they drops us off at the Amtrak station, and the Amtrak station's like, sorry, the train's a little late. And we're like, well, how late? And they're like, well, it's about fourteen hours late. Whoa. <laughs> We're like, what? Are you in danger of missing the entire show at this point? Oh yeah, it'd be, it'd be cutting it close. Like okay. if we made it, it made it when the train said it was going to get there, we basically would have had two hours maybe. Okay. And we had a friend that we had a friend that lives in Colorado that was like, "Well, I'll give you a ride once you get to Colorado." Right. Um. So basically, what we decided to do was call up our friend who just got done with a twelve-hour day of work and say, "Hey, you want to drive to McCook, Nebraska, and come pick us up?" <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I'll come do that. So he like drove all the way, which is like a four hour drive. Wow. And then he drove all the way uh, back. I couldn't believe it. So um, eight hour round trip. Thank God for good yeah, friends, man. After he just got done doing a 12 hour day at Zillow, which is where he was working at the time. Wow. Um, so basically. You got to say the, the the gas station we stopped at in the middle of the night, in the middle of the most desolate part of Colorado. <laughs> I don't remember it. I, so oh. I was, I was completely zonked out because I was under like, I was like, I had like stress induced sleep. Oh yeah. Like I was like, I can't handle any more of this stress. I am sleeping. And I just like could not wake up. So I don't even remember stopping at this gas station. Oh, there was a point. It's like, you know, it's still outside of the mountains. So it's like pure flatlands of Colorado and middle of nowhere. It's kind of like the part where like 
you don't want to be on E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you don't know when the next gas station's coming. Yeah, and we basically were on E. And, oh, no. <laughs> and we we're driving and like somehow sort of miraculously, this gas station kind of just appeared off the road. And so we pull up in it. At this point, it's like maybe 12, one o'clock at night. And so nobody's there, obviously. But we pull up and we we're like, okay, well, maybe at least we can still get gas. And we pull in to a pump and we're immediately sort of demoralized because we were like, we look at the pump and it's such an old pump that the p gas price indicator literally was like rotary dialed. <laughs> the like rolling, like the rolling as, back as like, Yes. And we were like, well, this is not going to take a card. Yeah. Like the only way you can pay for it is if you actually went into the store. And right. Nobody's. It didn't there. have a coin slot where you could just like pump quarters. No, nothing. So we were like, oh, shit. But then right next to it, fortunately, we just like kind of right as we were about to give up hope right next to it was like a card reader that somehow some way, shape or form was rigged up to this thing. And it was, was, was not someone thing. trying to steal your credit card information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So we somehow we like swiped it and sure enough, like it worked and we were like, oh, thank God. And got to Denver later that night. But wow. It was a weird. Anyway, so that's where we're at in the story. Where, where else? Yeah. So, so, so we get to my, 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 my buddy's house and we like zonk out on the floor you know, typical broke, don't have any money type style. Yeah. And like, not, not him, us, we didn't have right, right, right. We like a hotel. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, we've been uh, there. <laughs> yo, I'm sure hey, band life. Right. Yeah. And, uh, we decide to get up and, and we're going to go up in the Hills and, and then go to the, the show later that evening. And what ends up happening is right before the show, Mason's like, I have to use the toilet. And we're like, okay go use the toilet. And this is at my friend's house, by the way, uh, his little one bedroom apartment. Oh, no. And uh, this was right before the show, right? Right before, like literally we're like, if we don't leave now, we're going to be late. Like we're never going to get a good spot. So Mason's taking forever in the bathroom. And, and I'm, I, I'm just like, fine. I, I just open up the door and I swing open the door and Mason's standing on like the toilet, on like the, not the toilet. He's standing on the edge of the tub, butt ass naked, covering his junk and going, ah! and I'm like, what are you doing? And I look down and there's just water flowing out of the no. toilet. And there's birds flying all over the place. And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> this is why Mason didn't want you to tell this story. <laughs> but he's not being a great, it was being a great sport about it. <laughs> Just so you know, Mason's not a big dude. He's like, what are you, Mason? 115 pounds, 120 pounds? Oh, give me a break. <laughs> Play college football, not college soccer. Uh, yeah, you're half that weight now, though. Anyways, so Mason's not a, big, not a big guy. <laughs> my, not do a big guy. my dog weighs 135 pounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big dog. Mason's, yeah, great Mason's, Mason's not a big guy. <clears throat> But Mason is, is known for clogging toilets in just about every single house that any of us have ever lived in oh. or rented. Uh, it, it's insane. <laughs> Anyways, so Mason, you got to like get late. him back after this. <laughs> I know this is bad. No, I oh, mean, this is great. Sure. But yeah, I, I feel for you, Mason. As, but, but please continue. <laughs> so I'm like, Mason, we have to go. You, we need to clean this up really, really fast. But like, there's literally a, a full inch or more of water in the entire bathroom. Wow. And my, my, my friend is like, just go take my car. I'll clean it up. The guy who just 
like drove eight straight hours Whoa. after a 12 hour day of work. I'm, I know I could kiss the guy. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, he's amazing. Anyways, we, we take the, his car the to the show. Water, though. Yeah, no, don't get about, after that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Could you? I, I, I couldn't believe that he even talked to us after that. Oh, man. He does give Mason a side eye just about every single time he looks at him. <laughs> yeah. <high>. It's <laughs> just liquid Ebola. Just <laughs> Mason, you should just find, you should, you guys should go hang out with him at his current place. And the first thing you should say when you walk in is, can I go use the, rep- can I use the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? I really bathroom? need to take a shit, Nathan. <laughs> oh, no. I ate some, oh. I ate some tacos. What a guy, though. Just not sitting there. I know. What a guy. He just said, go, his, go his ahead. His name is Nathan Van Mon, and he's, he's one of the best humans ever uh, on earth. So, um, he also lets us borrow his his car, and I drive it to the uh, to Red Rocks, and um, we go and enjoy the show. The show is absolutely amazing. We got terrible seats because Mason made us late. Uh, <laughs> I almost got in a fight with a guy there unintentionally. Um, and uh, we need what to else? There's something else that happened. We need show. to go contact this, find this friend of yours, and have him do a little. Yeah, he's the next. He's the next guest for sure. Yeah, I already decided. Oh, he would, he would love that. He's story. actually trying to make some EDM music. We got four so episodes left in this season. He's he's all four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just tell us about Colorado. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The incident. We'll just say the incident. He'll know what we mean. The but... incident. Yeah, he'll probably know. Oh that. man. So. We go and watch the show. The National put on a fantastic show. They played a bunch of songs to, uh, from their new album that hadn't come out yet, which we were all happy about. Um, and then uh, we leave. And when we go out to the car, the battery's stone dead. No. <laughs> I'm just like, this is, this is exactly what would happen. Come on. Uh, so he had, he had like an like older CRV, and I wasn't used to the fact that I had to shut off the lights. I just was used to automatic lights, so I left the, the lights running. Oh, so you, so had you to, and Jesse like, have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> I did that once. It's not my fault. I don't drive a conversion van from the 1990s. It's an O2, but yeah. <laughs> same, same difference. I love it. So the... Uh, like almost everyone's gone by the time we get out to the car. And like, thankfully I, I, I'm like running around, like, can we borrow some leads? Can we borrow a jumper cable? <laughs> right. And finally someone's like, yeah, yeah, I got one. I'll come jump you. And like, thankfully he jumped us. We got back and like his radio wouldn't work in his car or anything like that because we jumped the battery. <laughs> the guy jumped it wrong. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Reverse polarity. It was, uh, it was a terrible, but awesome thing because it was definitely a, stress inducing to me but it was also like a time that uh we will remember forever absolutely you're well, missing the the climax of the story cullen what was the climax in okay, so the climax I mean, wasn't the turd water so we had to get back to south dakota oh yeah so, i forgot yeah so we we have to go back <laughs> to south dakota so the next day we go to i think it was hertz right we went At to Hertz. Denver International Airport. So like the big Hertz oh, no. in Denver. Take we go two. There, <laughs> yep. And we were like, okay, so here's the deal. Like we desperately need to rent a car. We have to get back like a one-way kind of trip. Uh, we, our car blew out. We, it, anyway, we are like, long story short, right, we right, need right. to get back to Sioux Falls. And they were like, but here's the problem. Like we try to rent a car at a Hertz in North Platte, Nebraska, and they wouldn't let us because we're all <laughs> under 25. And they're like, Oh, that's not a problem. You just have to pay an additional fee. We we're like, what? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. See, so anyway, I, we got in a car and we went back to Two Falls. See, I was about to congratulate yeah. Colin because I was like, this is in true 
uh, band guy fashion. Like I know you guys have said you're not you're not in bands, but in true band guy fashion, the you're, you this is such a the show must go on mentality. You're not thinking at all about how are we going to get home. It's just we have to get there. We have to get yeah. to the show. And I mean that could have been an economic decision because I'm sure the Red Rocks tickets weren't weren't cheap. But well, that, thankfully yeah. I bought them well in advance. I, was I wasn't thinking loving about that. But then uh, then old theology major over here had to come and be the stick in the mud and, and remind us that we had you had to get back <laughs> <laughs> no that is that's incredible wow and mason um what a good sport for uh <laughs> enduring that story yeah oh my goodness yeah the thing that's... is is like there's so many other like stories revolving around me taking a shit and plugging the toilet like yeah. it really was like it was a matter of time that he was going to say one of these and <laughs> oh man that's great that oh, no. I feel like this is like one of the least embarrassing ones that's awesome. yeah that honestly is it honestly is one of the least embarrassing well it's crazy because we've had a lot of bands on here and there's been a lot of crazy stories but you guys despite not being in a band might have just gifted us with the best tour story that we've had yet so Dude, thank you very that, much for that, that means that means so much. I can't even tell you. I do Holy have a, a short one too, if I could share. Blast Absolutely. Let's go for it. I, I don't think it's like our best one. It's a short one. That's just kind of really fun. Go for it. Uh, so probably, what was it? 2012, 2011, we went to Sunshine Festival in Minnesota. Oh yeah. You know, a lot of face down, <laughs> tooth and nail bands. Um, and we, uh, we get there, we get like to our hotel really late at night and Cullen and I, we're watching uh, like a YouTube video of this show that just so happened to have a guy, uh, it, it was like a, a sketch comedy show. And one of the actors in it is this guy who grew up in the same little small town that we grew up in. Okay. Uh, and so it's kind of one of those, like you kind of have a connection to the show. So you're just really like it. So yeah, anyway, yeah. we're watching a YouTube video of these sketch uh, comedy uh, shorts. And at one point there was one, I don't know, we must've never seen it before for some reason but oh, we, we watched it. it and we literally burst out laughing it was probably the most like guttural of laughs i've ever had for the longest <laughs> period of time i mean it was like a good 10 to 15 minutes that we were like constantly laughing when you get it's stuck when that, you get like, stuck in like that laugh yeah, loop. yeah, yeah exactly it was just yeah. a loop we couldn't get out of yep. it it was so much it was so funny anyway so we're like probably waking up the entire hotel right right, right? Specifically our neighbors. Yeah, yeah specifically yeah. our neighbors, which we're about to reveal in a second. So anyway, we go to the show, we go to the festival, go to the shows and everything. It's great. We get to see Under Oath at, at, that night. And uh, anyway, we get back to our hotel late that night and uh, we see this huge bust right outside the in the parking lot of this hotel. We were like, what in the world? That I mean, this is Wilmer minnesota like right this, right gotta be a part of the festival right yeah so anyway we're like well this is a big you know maybe it's a big band that'd be kind of cool but you know whatever so anyway we go in sleep that night we get up the next morning and for some reason i had to like go out to the hotel desk to like get a pair of scissors or something so i go out to the hotel desk <laughs> you never know start, when you're gonna need a pair of scissors yeah. so i and i'm like walking back and all of a sudden just like out of the bathroom as sort of like at the same time that i'm walking out comes this guy with really long dreads kind of skinny white guy and and uh tatted everywhere and i'm like that's spencer chamberlain <laughs> and i'm just totally walking next good. and i'm just kind of walking next to him didn't say a thing just like knowing okay i know who this guy right. is he play cool know who I'm play in. cool play cool and Mason. like i'm trying to play cool and the only thing i could like kind of muster out of like hey like i know who you are it was just like the only thing i said was hey 
I really liked your show last night. <laughs> hey man, nice set. <laughs> yeah. It's a, and so anyway, like I get to my room, he kind of like takes a corner and then like right next to our room, he goes into that room. So literally right next door to us. Oh. And I like go into the room with Cullen. Cullen's still in our hotel room. I yell at him like, under oath is literally right next to us staying. And so he like jumps out really quick. And all of a sudden, all the guys from under oath just like get out of that room and like pass by us. And Cullen just, I remember he's like just halfway out the door, just like, hey, nice show last night, guys. And they just all <laughs> walk by. They're like, hey, thank you or whatever. But so we had to have like woken up under oath that night before oh, when we were just no. guttering. Right before laughing. they were about to put on their big yeah. festival show. <laughs> and it was at like, I don't know, probably 2 a.m. when we were laughing like that. Oh, and, yeah, man. Because uh, our buddy of ours who had, had come really late uh, and, and joined us. But, oh, man, I felt so bad. Um, you know what, man? Even though even the cheapest of motels have have some pretty solid soundproofing. I mean, think about the last time you were in a in a hotel and you actually heard anything that anybody else was doing. You so you were probably that, that is true. Spencer that probably is true. doesn't I, I hate you so. for the rest of your life. But hey, you could always reach out and see if he wants to be on the podcast, and then you would know. So yeah, that's <laughs> true. There you go. We should we should do that and bring okay. that up. Hey, man, remember that time in 2012 when I accidentally woke you up or might have? I'm not sure. Maybe I didn't. Actually, he's probably like unprompted. He's gonna be like, you know, there was that one time in 2012, these asshats decided to just start <laughs> laughing at 2 a.m. in Minnesota. Yeah, just be, be just say, what's your worst? Like, uh, what was your I don't worst? know. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. What was your worst ever experience with Sunshine Fest, and maybe particularly with the uh, sleeping arrangements or something like that? So. <laughs> it's awesome. All right. Well, th I mean, thank you guys so much for for being on with us. This has been uh, a great episode uh, and uh, a really good time and. It was cool to uh, to see the flip side. So if anybody hasn't already listened to it, they should definitely go back and check out the time that we were on your podcast. Um, Absolutely. But uh, if if anybody is looking to um, get in touch with you guys or just figure out where where your show is and all that, where would you direct them? You can find our podcast on any podcast streaming app, uh, Apple and uh, Spotify and all the ones that. Uh, any of you would use uh and then yeah we also are pretty active on social media i would say probably most active on like instagram so if you want to follow us on instagram it's just the black sheep podcast all lowercase all one word uh and so if you just want to give us a follow there and, and check us out uh yeah we're we're always uh always looking to connect with our fans and listeners absolutely awesome hang in there in this uh crazy hopefully um hopefully end stretch of, of this nastiness that we've all been, been going through. And, and hopefully we'll be able to actually catch you guys in person. Maybe we'll get a hotel room next to you and you'll, you'll keep us up all night right before we're supposed to play a big important set. So just don't, uh, just don't come use the restroom in our room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Off limits. <laughs> it was great to chat with you guys yeah yeah you guys Absolutely. Too. you guys are fantastic uh you guys are some of my favorite people on earth oh sure. man so uh, maybe you just don't hey, know us well thank enough you. yet. Then. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you haven't let us into your friend's bathroom yet so yeah. <laughs> all right guys well we will talk to you very soon and uh yeah have a good one sweet awesome thank you for listening to the american arson podcast if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a positive comment or review. Connect with us online through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, 
And check out AmericanArson.com for music, merch, and upcoming tour dates. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay inspired, stay positive, and keep creating.